Hey, Jenny. We talked about coming out here to Texas and tasting the beers Island to Island has. Well, it's that time to put that promise into action, girl. I can't wait for you to come out here and throw down with your knives and I throw down with my hoses and we see if we can make magic, sit back, relax, and enjoy an amazing tasting of food and beer pairing together by some amazing women in beer. I'm looking forward to it. This beer is giving. Hey, Jenny, what's so great about beer? Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Beer Talk Radio, the only craft beer podcast in the business section. I am your host, Jenny the Greek, the queen of beers, la reina de cerveza, the Khaleesi of craft, the Bourdain of brews, the Cardi B of ABV, pourer of pilsners and lover of local dives. Make sure to visit the Beer Talk Radio website at www.beertalkradio.net. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please send me an email, jenny at beertalkradio.net. And if you're a fan, you can be on the show as well. Just click the link in my show notes, leave me a voicemail, and I'll put you on the following episode. Let's drink. On today's episode, we have a returning guest, Mr. Ron Costa of The Craft Beer Mob. You may have heard his voice, season one, episode crowdfunding craft beer the man knows everything about beer he knows he is like the who's who on the west coast probably the east coast of craft beer the guy has interviewed everyone in the business he's fun he's from new york he doesn't take any shit he knows his stuff and on top of it he's a money guy too welcome back to the show ron Thanks, Jenny, for having me on. I really appreciate the introduction. I, I think I'm going to take that introduction and, uh, and just transcribe it. It was so good. <laughs> I can transcribe it for you. I'll send it for you. No problem. Well, a lot has happened since we talked last. You have some updates about your website, your collective, and I'm just going to let you have the floor. Like, Take it away. Tell us everything that's improved since the last time. Well, I'll tell you, so much has been going on in this whole craft beer industry in general from a top level view of it. And, and from, you know, we're taking it more from the crowdfunding end of it, which is a lot of people are not doing. And we're talking to a lot of brewers and we're talking about what they're needing and what they're, you know, the way that they're looking to expand. Or some of them are just stopped right in the first track as far as raising money to do their thing. And that's, that's the market that we kind of went into where we started this whole thing a while back. I think on our previous show, we talked about the iterations of this craft beer model because it really didn't start off this way. It started off as a whole different concept. Uh, yeah, it, you, you, had a, you had a couple of bumps in the road, but now you've got it back on track and you're really focused on what your, um, what your purpose is here. 
yeah, we're, we're meeting the right people. We're talking to the right people. And just recently, and by recently, I should say maybe like the last uh, you know, three or four months, we've really put this in, into overdrive where we actually have a product out there right now. It's been, it's been tested, it's running, and it, and it works. And it's a whole crowdfunding platform that can be used to, uh, to raise money for just about any industry. The only difference is that we're using the Craft Beer Mob brand to bring it to the craft beer industry. Uh, because really, I, I, read this, I read this article the other day about how uh, the author was, was trying to make a case that the craft beer movement is really dying. And I just don't see that at all. I mean, I, did you? Were you I absolutely do not see that at all. Or at least not on the West Coast. I don't know about in other parts of the world, but I can speak for Nevada and California. Hell no. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, in fact, I'm seeing the exact opposite of that. I'm seeing so many people trying to get into this business. There's a lot of good brewers out there. And the problem with a lot of these guys is they know how to brew beer, but they don't know how to market. They don't know how to raise money. They don't know how to start their own business. They don't know how to start the brewery. They don't know where to go for resources to do that. And we saw a opening in that. And we're like, you know what? I can't believe more people aren't bringing this kind of, of, of uh, functionality to the craft beer world. So we went full, full bore on going on a, a crowdfunding aspect of, of for craft beer brewers and develop this, this system and develop this platform that we're using right now for craft beer brewers to raise money. Now, uh, what, what happens is it's all on blockchain technology. I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, what blockchain does. People, I, have no, I have no idea what that means. Well, Please explain. They, well, most people think about, uh, like it's like a cryptocurrency in a way, kind of like Bitcoin. And when you talk about Bitcoin, people know about Bitcoin. And people have a, a view of Bitcoin in the back of their minds, whether it be positive or negative. But the technology behind it is what drives the, the, uh, the, the, the Bitcoin market. For the, and that technology is, is, is blockchain. And, and what we're doing is we're, gonna, we're bringing crowdfunding on the blockchain to craft beer via this, this mob concept, via the, the mob uh, brand. So what happens is somebody sets up you know, a cryptocurrency. So for example, if Brewer A wants to start their own uh, currency per se, they start Brewer A tokens and, and investors can buy these tokens off this platform and the, the tokens represent or are ownership into the, the, the company but what's different about this is that there's an element of liquidity involved here that no other platform brings. And, and look at it from a, a different perspective. Let's say you have a friend who is a good brewer and he wants to run, he wants to start a craft beer uh, brewery. Now he goes out and he raises, let's say, ten grand from a bunch of people, and he raises, uh, you know, five hundred thousand dollars from ten grand per per investor, right? Now when you give this person the ten grand. You're going to own a piece of that brewery for sure. But what if something comes up in your life where you need the money? You need to sell out of that, right? Uh, you can't do it unless you find somebody out there who wants to take your ownership stake. But that's on, that's on your end. It's not incumbent on the brewer to find that person for you. So you're, now you've invested 10 grand in this brewery and your, your money, it's, it's there and you do own something, but you can't get it out. It's, it's illiquid. You can't take it out of the, out of the, out of the, um, out of the entity. Now, what tokenization on the blockchain does is it allows these investors to say, hey, you know what, I want to I, you know, sell five grand out of my 10 grand stake. 
So they go onto the, onto, onto the secondary market, onto the system, they go over there and they say, I'm looking to sell this amount of, uh, of, of my tokens. And it creates a liquidity event for the investor that never has been seen before, and especially not in the craft beer industry. So they, they, the brewer would go set a platform, set up his deal onto this platform, and the next thing you know, you have a secondary market very similar to like NASDAQ and the stock market that allows for the buying and selling of these, of these ownership shares, which it, it's amazing and it works. You know, now, now, a lot of people might think, oh, well, you know what? I, I know about Bitcoin and I know about these. They used to be called ICOs, initial coin offerings. And the initial coin offerings, a lot of them failed. There was a lot of fraud involved in it. Uh, they raised a ton of money in a number of different industries, but there was a lot of fraud. And the reason why there was a lot of fraud is because all these, these ICOs, these initial coin offerings, they had nothing backing them. It was like almost like me and you sitting around at the table saying, hey, you know what, let's raise $500,000 for whatever. But we had no assets. We had no business plan. But people out there said, oh, can I, let me, I'll, I'll invest. Sounds good. They were totally unregulated. Now, what's good about what we're doing with this craft beer mob and bringing it to the, to the craft brewers is that every one of these offerings has to be qualified by the Securities Exchange Commission, because they're all basically securities. Yes. So that gives an investor a level of saying, you know what, okay, well, this is not an initial coin offering. There's something behind this. Uh, SEC has looked at this. Now, they're not gonna tell you that you're gonna make money out of it, right. but they're just gonna say that this has been registered. We've looked at it, it's qualified, and there's something behind it, which gives an investor a little bit more confidence in that, okay, well, I'm not throwing my money to the wind. There's actually a brewery here involved, and of course, you know, it's up to the brewery at that point to be successful, right? I mean, that's, right. That's, the, that's the bottom line on that. But it's not out there right now. And nobody, nobody's really doing that for this, for this industry. And uh, quite frankly, I'm amazed that that's the case. I'm surprised that uh, we're the first to come up with this. Are you aware of BrewDog and what they're doing? Yes. Is, yes. This, is, this, is what Craft Beer Mob doing kind of similar to that for the investor? But just on, instead of having the option of just one brewery, which is BrewDog, which is fucking banging it out right now, I as an investor have lots of options with lots of breweries to do the same thing, yes or no? Yes, yes. Okay. The, 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 the dream really is to have a number of different breweries onto this system so that you, you have a choice of which brewers you want to invest in. Maybe your favorite brewers on there. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe uh, you know, you see something that you like and say, okay, well, you know, you know what? I can own part of that. That's great. Uh, Brewdog is, is kicking butt. They're doing a great job of that. They're, uh, they're more of a, a straight crowdfunding though. I don't think they're doing it from a token perspective. I think they're doing this on a regular, what they, what they call a regular private placement memorandum where investors go in there and, and buy it more on the traditional level. Yeah, but, you could buy like a thousand, twenty five hundred, five thousand, ten thousand. Yeah, it, but it's but it's they want the money. There, it's not a. Well, you know what, what I call the difference between ours and what we're doing, and maybe what they're doing is the is the liquidity factor. Liquidity, now, yes, liquidity. I'm sorry, I forgot the word. Yeah, and and again, it's going to be very similar to a uh, like like the stock market when you go check a stock quote on uh, the OTC or the uh, New York Stock Exchange. Uh, only it'll be on the blockchain, which is the blockchain is the technology that drives this whole process. And I would invite everyone out there who's listening to this, maybe do a search on blockchain if you're unfamiliar with it. It's really, really amazing. And uh, it, you know, it, it has the potential to really disrupt almost every industry, very similar to what the internet did you know, 20, 25 years ago. I mean, who thought the internet would 
would have changed the world, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, people may be watching this, uh, this podcast on archive in 20 years and say, oh my God, wow, they were right on top of it. <laughs> you heard it from ron costa on beer talk radio first uh ron so you're you've redesigned your i want to ask you about redesigning your website because i know that that was an issue before do you have a couple of words about did you find a new graphic designer did you find someone to help you how did you how did you uh take care of that problem well well uh it, it, i i actually did the redesign and the whole thing myself Oh, see, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself, huh? <laughs> the, the, the problem before is that we were looking to do an app for it, and, and uh, the app developers were really kind of flaking out on me a little bit. And, and, then, and then as we moved more toward this concept of crowdfunding and tokenization, we realized that the website itself really didn't have to be that, that crazy. You really don't have to have an app for this you need to have the, the platform itself, which has already been created. We, we, uh, the, 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 the platform can be demoed from a website called worldtokenmarket.com. If you go to that website, worldtokenmarket.com, uh, that's the, the platform that explains exactly the process. And really, this process can be used for just about any industry. We're just bringing it to craft beer from the craft beer mob. So what I did on the website, the craft beer mob website, is I really scaled it down. It's a really, really simple site right now. It's just a, basically a homepage and a spot for more information and a spot for drinkers, craft beer drinkers, to, to join the mob, sign up for the mob. And when they sign up for the mob, what we're doing there is we're developing a database of craft beer drinkers who might be interested in investing in breweries. And so that's the, the idea behind that is, as you join the mob, and again, it's free, there's no membership dues, there's no responsibilities on your part, and you never have to take part in any of the offerings. Yeah, and, and because there's no obligations, you never, you'll never be asked to participate in any of these offerings. All we're really doing is we're developing a database of craft beer drinkers who may be interested in investing in some of the deals that we put on to our, our, uh, our platform at the craft beer mob. So now, with these people, when, you know, we're going to send them out an email every time a deal comes up there and says, uh, you know, okay, Jen, Jen, you, you, you signed up, you're a craft beer mob member, check out this new deal that we have on our, uh, our tokenization platform with a link to that deal for you to look at. And that's it. You know, we don't, we don't bother anybody with spam emails or, you know, monthly newsletters or anything like that. It's just, it's just a, a real simple, simple thing to get people interested in the, in, in the business. And what's really good about what we're doing with Craft Beer Mob on a marketing end of it is, now I can go to brewers and I can tell them, hey, you know, I got about a thousand members in the Craft Beer Mob looking to invest in craft brewers. You know, this is something that you might be interested in. Would you like, would you like to hear more about the system, get on here, et cetera. So it's a marketing ploy for us to get people interested on this. But I gotta tell you, Jenny, we have, we have almost, a, actually, we're really close to a thousand members right now on Craft Beer Mob doing well, zero advertising. Zero. You're you're about to have a thousand and one because as soon as we <laughs> as soon as we hang up here, and you know what? Um, it's funny that you should should bring this up and explain this a little bit better to me because the year of 2020, my word for the year is ownership. I want to own a piece of land. I want to get like an acre out in Reno because I do want to come back to to Nevada because these California taxes are killing me. <laughs> I mean, I'm making, I'm making way more money, but the government is taking quite a bit of it. And my current employer, I have 5% equity in his business. 
Next year, he wants to open a brick and mortar. I want to invest in that. But now I also want to invest in you because I can't think of anything else that I'm more passionate about or that is growing so well. Like, I know this is going off on a tangent and we'll get back to the mob for a second, but like, I was just looking at this store called Craft Beer Kings down in Los Angeles. Metallica, Iron Maiden, Megadeth, Sublime, um, Def Leppard, all these fucking old school rockers who aren't touring anymore, or maybe they just have occasional residencies here and there. They're all making beer now. Everybody's making craft beer now. Yes, I understand that, you know, certain brewers as they grow, they're getting acquired and and we're being deceived. Like, you know, Lagunitas has been acquired and Elysian's been acquired. And I think, has Dogfish Head been acquired? I think they have. Yeah, okay. But the thing is, just because the big, big ones are getting acquired, it's like five little ones are popping up. So I'm ready trying to develop this into an app at the present moment is not really what you need because that's something you're going to have to have. You're going to have to pay a real developer to do it. And I think that's something you do once you've had a hundred thousand members, you know, with, with cash in pocket, ready to go. You could kind of do it as a kind of an untapped thing. Like here's a beer that I've invested in click. Here's a beer that I've invested in and you can make it like a fun thing for investors. But yeah, you're, you're definitely not there yet. Uh, sorry to interject. Just wanted to share that with you. So no, I'm excited. I'm excited. It, yeah, it, it makes sense too. But you know, it's interesting you talk about the app. The Craft Beer Mob it, uh, uh, itself really doesn't need the app. But the platform that we're putting these brewers on to raise money, they, they do have an app on that as well. So this app already exists where you can download your, uh, your information and basically trade from your phone. You can basically have your entire uh, beer portfolio visible uh, on your phone as you walk down the street on this. You know? right. So it's really, really, the app itself to do the investment is really, really complicated. It's been, it's, it's really actually quite strong because not only is it really strong in terms of, of its capabilities of, of trading, is there's a process there called um, KYC AML. And KYC is know your customer, AML is anti-money laundering. And KYC, know your customer, is a requirement right now because you have to be able to onboard investors in a compliant way. Because remember, we talked about this being a qualified with the SEC. The Securities Exchange Commission requires you to do that. So as you, you, as you onboard an investor, the app allows for that kind of on, an onboarding process to make it really, really safe and secure. Then you have to know where your money's coming from. and You have to pass the, a, the AML, the anti-money laundering on that as well. Uh, it's 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 really a secure, efficient process to make sure that everybody that's on this system is who they say they are, and that every deal on that system has been vetted. And it makes it a really, really strong uh, program right now. Six months ago, this wasn't even like this was like a blink in someone's eye. It's been the process has been so fast right now on this. It's incredible. It's incredible. Well, they say New Yorkers move fast, and you definitely have. <laughs> the whole process has taken a long time, though. That's super exciting. Is there anything else you want? us to know about getting involved with the getting involved in the mob yeah all i can tell you is, is, uh, is there any- if you were if you want to really find out about it if you go to craftbeermob.com and you and you're a craft beer drinker just just you know sign up become a member if you're interested in doing this and like i said it's so simple and there's no requirements at all and we will you know we, we don't we don't sell 
anything informational, cell databases, et cetera. But it's, it's just a service out there that if you're interested in this later on, every time a brewer comes onto that system, we're going to send you out an email for that. That's it. I'm not going to ask cool. you an investment to tell you about it. That's it. So that's the, that's the whole concept of the mob. And we're going to be advertising this now that, we, now that it's out there and operational. We're going to be doing a lot of more you know, beer shows on there, a lot of podcasts, et cetera, and, and things like yeah. that to get the word out. Because the craft beer industry needs to know this, and especially the oh, brewers. Yeah. Brewers have no clue about this. It's really crazy. Yes. And you know what? I've, I'm developing some relationships with the uh, craft of color, uh, black and Latin market. And I think that this is something they can get really, really excited about. I know a lot of people that I think could use your help. And I think this is a quick way to give, give certain demographics of craft access to finances that they may not otherwise have. So I'm excited. I think this is something that's great for everyone. Awesome. Yeah. No, it's a, it's, and it's a great, it's a great industry. We all love it for sure. Right. And, and what do they say? You're supposed to do something that you like to do, right? That way you never have to work a day in your life. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Let me move this conversation to a different place. Let's move it back to Las Vegas. So you are still there. I have not come back. I haven't been there probably since, oh God, when did I get my tattoo done? I haven't been there since I think nice. March or April. <laughs> And I still need to go back because I still have a studio there that I need to clean out and fix up. What's changed in Vegas? Like any updates, any new companies, any new brewers coming out? Because I know the ones that were there before when I left were amazing. Some new ones. Let me know. Yeah. No, the, the market here in Vegas is continually growing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, again, you know, we talked about before how some people think this craft beer thing is, is dying. We don't see this in Vegas at all. In fact, there's so many uh, I mean, great brews out of Vegas. I, and I, I was talking to somebody else the other night. They said, well, you know, the Vegas beer scene really needs to grow a little bit more. We're really not quite there. And you know, maybe that's true in comparison with like a California, et cetera, or, uh, you know, big states. But I see some great craft beer here from a number of different craft beer brewers. I think, it's, I think this is a great town for craft beer. I mean, I, not, I mean really, really great stuff. And, and new breweries are popping up all, 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 over the, all over town. The existing guys are expanding. They're, they're doing all different seasonals and different varieties of beer. And I really love it. I think there's, uh, you know, if you're, if you're into the beer scene and you come to Vegas and you're bored, it's, it's your own fault. Right. For example, um, there's a few different breweries. Uh, Henderson, uh, Henderson in particular, Henderson area of town, really gone crazy with uh, the, the brewers. They have this uh, Bad Beat's been around for a while. You, you know Bad Beat quite well. And they have a, a, a newer brewery there called Astronomy L Works. And these guys are, they've got some great beer. I mean, really, really good stuff. The, they had an IPA snack down here a while back. And Astronomy Ales, which is a, you know, the new brewery, they actually won that contest. So they won their, the, uh, the IPA thing for that competition. So they're good. And of course you have Craft House in that area there. In, but in, in the downtown Henderson area, they had Love Lady Brewing, which makes a great Belgian. If you go over there, their Belgian is phenomenal. Recently, they're gonna, they're gonna be opening up another brewery right down on that Water Street district. And that, that's a brewery that's relocating from California, I believe. It's interesting to find out um, you know, when they're gonna when when they're gonna be here, but it's gonna be soon. Um, the other side of town, they've got uh, Scenic Brewing, and Scenic just opened. They, they, their their grand opening I went to it was standing room only, and 
uh, you know, again, crazy stuff. It was, you couldn't even get a drink basically. It was, it was that, that crazy. And uh, they've been doing pretty well. And one of my favorite breweries in town here is really expanding. There's a brewery called Hop Nuts here. Oh uh, yeah, they're super popular. So yeah, do, are they getting more locations now? Yeah. Yes, they just opened a place up in Tivoli Village. Okay. And uh, that's their that's their new location right there. If you if you ever go to the Hop Nuts, uh, you know, again, in my opinion, their double IPA is maybe the best in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, all their stuff is really really great, but their double IPA knocks the, the socks off on it. So they just have another place that's just opened up. I mean, these, these, everything is growing here. Parkway Tavern. Are you familiar with? Yes, Parkway? I applied. I applied for a job there a long time ago. Yeah, I didn't get the job, but I yeah, I know of Parkway Tavern. Tavern. I'm very familiar yeah, with that company. Tavern, they originally started off in uh, Flamingo on the uh, on the Summerlin side of yep. town, mm-hmm. and I, th- I I think they have at least four locations right now, maybe five. Uh, they might be opening their fifth, but they have four locations. They just opened up in the district uh, by Green Valley Ranch. Okay. They have one by Sunset Station, right by the bowling alley there, which we which we bowl. Oh. We go there a lot after bowling. Thank God that place opened. <laughs> uh, but they're they're another they're one of the better craft beer bars in town. Aces and L's is looking to expand. They've already got two locations. I have I work I worked at H- Aces and Ales, and um, it's the only job I've ever had in my life that I quit after six days. Really? How? It, but I was working. Okay, I was working in the kitchen. It was the most filthy, disgusting kitchen I've ever worked in in my entire career. I have photos and videos of it uh, to back this up. However, as far as beer selection goes, they are amazing. Amazing. And they have a lot of specialty, like barrel aged, like really expensive shit. So if you're looking for special bottles, Aces and Ales is probably a great place to start. They actually have to lock up their more expensive beers um, but yeah, if you need specialty, really exotic, what I would consider exotic brews, that is the place to go. But um, that's great that they're that they're expanding. I wish them the best of luck. Uh, it was a terrible work experience, but the beer was fucking great. Yeah, it, 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 their beer is really great. And and you know, don't eat the food of- though. Don't eat the food. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, speaking of the food, too, there's a couple places that, here in town now that have great beer food pairing places. There's a place called 595 Craft. They, they are, they're great. They have a really great uh, uh, beer selection. They, cha- they change their taps all the time. And I, I go there for lunch. Really, really good stuff there. You know, even if you go for lunch, you get an iced tea or something. I don't feel like drinking at noon. Grab one of their burgers. They're, they're, they're fantastic. You know? mm-hmm. So we got that. There's another place downtown. That recently opened up. It's called the Three Sheets, Three Sheets Craft Beer Bar, Ooh. and we've done a couple of beer shows from their location as well. The owners are great. They're really uh, they're, they're two women who really really love craft beer, and they do a lot of events, craft beer related events. Like every so, other this place. is a this is a woman owned yes. craft craft beer business. Yes. yes. Yay! Yep. Girl power. Down, yeah, the downtown of. Uh, I believe it's uh, Charleston and Casino Way, I think, right, right, okay. right around there. Yeah. So they got a great place, a really, really great place there. Uh, it, all over the, listen, like I said, it, you, this is a craft beer smorgasbord of a town. It I mean, is. It really is. It is. And, uh, you know, when, when people, like, downplay it, oh, you know, Vegas isn't that great for beer. I just got to wonder. Oh, no. What, what, if that's the case, what is, right? 
you know, I think I said this on my la- on our last podcast together. I would put the Vegas breweries head to head with any California, Northern California or San Diego brewery that is out here. And some of y'all and some of y'all it might actually be better because what I've heard that here's the word on the street in California, part of the mass exodus of professional Californians the brewers are leaving California too. So they're taking everything they learned in California and coming to Vegas where they can actually afford a home and, you know, just iron sharpens iron. So when you get the best of the best all in one little spot, what do you think, what do you think it's going to be? So I need to come back as soon as possible because I need to start looking at some of these places and getting more interviews. I am, I'm just excited just hearing you talk about it. It's, it's, it's great. We, we'd love to have you back here for sure. We lost a, a, a nice craft beer drinker when you, when you moved away, but Aww. hey, you know, we're ready for you for sure. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great town for that. And, and you know what else? A lot of these places too, they, they, they drive you in with events and games. They do, yes. trip, uh, they do the whole thing. Oh, and the, you know what the big one is? You know what the big one is for the ladies now? The beer yoga, the boozy beer yoga. yoga. Yes, all the all great. the breweries are doing that, and then you've got um, you've got collectives like Beer Zombies who are doing really fun events at all these different places. So there is a community, no matter what everyone says, because a lot of us, even if you travel from other places, you're not going to go to a casino and fucking drink Bud Light. You're just not going to. You'd rather drink lemonade. You'd rather yeah. drink soda. You, you're not. I'm not. Ta- I'm that kind of beer drinker. Like if if you think that. Stella Atois is craft and you want me to drink it, I'm not going to drink it. I'll drink water. I'm fine. Like, I don't need to drink, you know? I don't need to drink that bad. So it's good that these options are there on the strip and off the strip. Yeah, especially if, and, and especially if they're charging you $8.50 for that Stella. Yeah. Like, you know what? You're right. I, give, give me craft. Give me craft beer at $9 instead. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, well, speaking, a- speaking of local... I asked you to pick up a certain can for me, and this can is on my top 10 favorites list. My favorite favorite up until I moved to Vegas of Pilsner has been the Oscar Blues, Blues, Oscar Blues uh, Mama Yells Pilsner. It's the, one of the best Pilsners on the market, if not the best, because it's probably national. I think, I think Canarchy is national, so you can get that one anywhere. And unfortunately, Bad Beat, I think, is only local. So not everyone in the world is going to be able to taste this amazing Pilsner. But I asked you to pick it up. And you actually, in fact, went to Bad Beat last night. Would you mind sharing just like a nice, cool description of what the brewery is like? And after that, go grab that can for me. Well, okay, here's the deal. Um, I could definitely do that. I don't have the can with me because we drank it out of a bottle, out of a glass. So I don't have the can in front of me. I'm sorry about that. Okay. But I will tell you that Bad Beat is a neighborhood bar, a neighborhood brewery, uh, a really, really friendly atmosphere. The owners there are great. They're doing a lot for the craft beer scene in Las Vegas. And I'm telling you, they're, they're really one of the best in, in town. And, you know, we talked about some of my favorite, the, the double IPAs from Hop Nuts, et cetera. Bad Beat, they have an, an IPA called um, Hoppy Times. Uh-huh. The Hoppy Times IPA which ever since they opened has been my favorite IPA. 
that I of all time basically. I, it's my it's my go to drink. I love it. It's really really great. Uh, I like a lot of hoppy beers. That's my favorite stuff. I like a real hopped IPA. And when we talked about the um, this Pilsner, it's it was called the Ringer, right? The Ringer, yes. The Ringer. And it has on the can. It's a yellow can, and it has a picture of like a poker dealer yes. on an, yeah. on the can. Well, the whole- the whole brewery is poker themed. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. If you look at all the cans, there's like dice on it or right. everything is Vegas gambling themed. So, so I, I, as background, you know, I, I live about maybe 10 minutes from Bad Beat Brewery. So I, I go there a lot. And by a lot, I would say maybe I, it has, I got to be there at least, at least 30 or 40 times already. So I've been there many, many times. And all those times I've been there, I never, ever, ever ordered the Pilsner because it's not really one of my favorite uh, styles of it's beer. It's not your favorite beer style yet. Yeah, it's okay. not my favorite beer style. So I never ever got this 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 pil- Pilsner. Yeah, I drink the Hefeweizens. Again, I like the uh, the IPAs, the double IPAs. I like the stouts. I like Oh, real Ford. quick, Ron. And also yeah. I wanted to say, um, I didn't mention how great their Hef is. They have one of the most delicious Hefs I've ever mm-hmm. had in my life. Yeah. Hefeweizen is not my favorite beer style, even though I do like it. That's the only reason I didn't mention it before, but they have a fucking phenomenal half. Yep, yep. So, so anyway, last, last night we were there, and I ordered the, uh, the Ringer, et cetera, Pilsner, really, and it really looked nice. It looked very refreshing, very light, light-colored beer. And I tasted it, and I thought of, I said, you know what? I said, Jenny's absolutely right, because it was delicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, from, for, for that taste profile, for a Pilsner taste profile, it was outstanding. It was really, really good. Now, again, I, I didn't really taste a lot of, a lot of happiness involved there. It's more of a, of a, a malty kind of thing. Oh, yes. Uh, but it was really smooth. It was, I mean, it was surprisingly really, really smooth. And then after, you know, you, you drink it, you sit back, the aftertaste really was – I could see that beer being a great, like a summer type of beer or something that you just – you want to you sit back and do a sessionable beer. You know, I think it was like 5.1%, I think, something like that. Great beer. Great beer. Um, I can't really put it up against different pilsners because again, I'm not that kind of a drinker. But uh, you know, I ordered. Boy, I think I drank about three or four of them. You know, last night. Nice, and, nice, uh, really good. I think that pilsner is a great segue beer for champagne drinkers because I talk about this a lot. One of the reasons I love the pilsner style so much, it's my favorite pilsner style, is because I do enjoy champagne. It has to give me the same sensation as drinking champagne. Otherwise, in my opinion, it's not carbonated enough and it's not uh, astringent and effervescent enough. But the ringer is. And I can't think of another Pilsner that I've tried that could beat it. And I know you said you're not a Pilsner drinker, but I just needed you to go taste it to back me up on how great it is. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I really enjoyed drinking it. And, uh, you know, it was one of those beers where you start drinking it. You're thinking you're taking a little bit of sip. You you think you're taking a sip. And they see, you know, it's like, oh, my God, it's gone. How did I drink that? It's tasty. Yeah. (laughs) So that was my uh, basic basic uh, overview of that and uh you know i thought of you last night i said yeah, jenny jenny called this one big time that's great and, and and like i said it was the first time i ever had it because I've, I've had pretty much all their other uh selections other than the sours i'm not really a big sour guy either on, on the beer but uh boy if you're over in vegas and you want to go to a great craft beer brewery you got to check out this bad beat place because they're, they're fantastic and like i said uh, if you're an IPA drinker, you, you can't do better than their hockey times. It, it just doesn't exist here in town. 
I've had the hoppy times. I've had the Hefeweizen. I think I had one or two more when I was out there. They really are one of the best breweries out there. I, I would put them up like nationally. I would put them up against uh, Oscar Blues any day. And Oscar Blues technically is my favorite brewery and Hangar 24 is as well. And then, um, you know, I like the uh, North Coast people as well, which are out here in California. The quality, the quality is there. The flavor is there. The, the body is there in all of their beers. And I don't know how they do it. I just don't know how they're doing it, but they are doing it. And that's, that's really exciting. I don't. I can't say enough great things about them. Yeah, and another thing too that, which is kind of surprising, is there's a bunch of bars out here under the brand name of PTs, PT Pub. You remember PTs, yes. right? Uh huh. Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, PTs is now brewing their own beer, so they brew their own beer for all their locations at this point. Okay, and they're a regular bar. They're just a regular bar. Yeah, they have food. They have gaming, etc. And you wouldn't expect to go to PTs and order a PT's brewed beer as a craft beer selection that you might say, wow, this is really, really good. But they brew a Hefeweizen that is outstanding. And I, I just can't believe it. It, 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 like, it. it would be like going to a neighborhood bar and expecting to get like a bud or something. And all of a sudden you see PT's Hefeweizen on tap and it's fantastic. And that's what I'm trying to implore to my listeners here is that just because it's small, the standards in Vegas, I don't know why they're so high. I don't know how 20 years ago they were so low and now they're so freaking high. Same thing with Samstown. But fuck Samstown on Boulder Highway has, <laughs> has a uh, bowling alley, just a little shit bowling alley. And they have their own craft beer. They have an amber. I think they have an IPA. And I think they have uh, some other light beer. I don't know if it's a wheat or, a, or a, uh, just some other kind of lager. Fucking delicious. And right. it's, it's Sam's Town. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, again, there's so much competition and so many good brewers out there competing for this space. Uh, for people to drink at these different bars, you, you almost have to be really good. Otherwise, you wouldn't even survive the first process. You'd be done in a second if you weren't outstanding right now in this town. So uh, what a difference this has been. The last uh, what, 10 years, basically. It went from nothing to, like, Sam's town. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crazy. So. But, yeah, Vegas, Vegas beer will stand up against any California beer, any Washington beer, any um, Oregon beer, I'll put any New York beer, I'll put Vegas up against anybody. And I'll, and I'll put my bet on Vegas. And I know that <laughs> as wow. a California girl, that is a very terrible thing to say. But the <laughs> thing is, the thing is what's typical about California is that even though we have numerically more brewers, a lot of them are very pretentious and a lot of them, even if they're very fancy and they've got great marketing campaigns and they're really lo locally popular and there's a lot of hype. Sometimes I go in, like, I don't want to name anybody, but I'm talking about even some of the bigger ones out here. I keep going in to their tap rooms. I keep tasting and I'm like, dude, this isn't, this isn't craft house. This isn't bad beat. This isn't Sam's town. Like, 
<laughs> and the thing is too, um, when you can make basic beer styles better in Vegas than you can make the fan than the basic beer styles in California, I think that says a lot about you. And yeah. I, I see that across the board, even uh Tanaya Creek. Tanaya yeah. Creek, fantastic. What was what's the one with the dogs on the can? Uh, big dogs. So flavorful. So yeah. flavorful. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's the elevation. If the heat, I don't know if you, if in Nevada, they have to keep the beer colder. I don't know what's going on, but uh, just another shout out to the entire state of Nevada. Oh my God, Ron, if you ever go to Reno, you got to visit Great Basin. I've never been there. Yeah. Oh my God. I would put Great Basin up there with Hangar 24 and uh, Oscar Blues any day. I think Great Basin, Great Basin Brewery might actually be the best brewery I've ever across wow. the board tasted, tasted with. They're so wow. good. So yeah. Nevada, Nevada's doing it. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about how uh, Nevada now has a lot, or Vegas in particular, has all these beer festivals all the time over at these yes. great venues like Lake Las Vegas and downtown event center and all over the place. These, these, these events are great and they draw a lot of people. And, you know, I, I remember uh, seeing Great Basin exhibit at some of these, these places too. So um, again, great, great city for craft beer. No question. No question. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So Ron is, um, I didn't ask you this last time, but uh, in season two, I am closing interviews with rapid fire questions, and they're just fun, silly questions that help us all get to know you a little bit better. So one second, I'm going to go get them. Okay, very good. All right, Ron. So we are going to wrap it up with your rapid fire questions. Just the first answer as soon as it comes to your head. Okay. Who is your favorite Batman? Adam West. Top three favorite beer styles? IPA, double IPA, and stout. Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, Star Wars. What is your hidden talent? I play the cello. Chrome, copper, or stainless steel? Stainless steel. All right. Thank you so much for coming back. I think this was a very informative episode and I think that we've got to spread the word because everyone needs to know about the mob, a Cosa Nostra, you know, our little thing. <laughs> but we don't want it to be our little thing. We want it to be everybody's little thing, right? Exactly, exactly. But, uh, but thank you so much for having me on, Jenny. I really appreciate it. This was fun. And that concludes this week's episode of Beer Talk Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment and rate on iTunes, and that will help other people find the podcast. If you are interested in receiving one of my street team swag bags, please visit my website, www.beertalkradio.net. Enter your rapid fire questions and your name into the subscribe area, and I will send you one. If you're interested in being on the show, I'd be happy to put a clip of your voice and your commentary in the following episode by leaving a voicemail. The link to the voicemail is in the show notes. And if you have any questions for me or past guests, I'd be happy to get those answered for you. Send me an email at Jenny at Thanks for drinking with me and have a good one. 